0: Welcome to Paint Radio
1: with your host, Emily Howard and Andrew Dwyer. Thank you very much. I'm Andrew Dwyer, like he said. Emily Howard is here. Emily, how are you? I'm great, thanks. Could you tell that the voiceover guy was a little tense? Because there's there's a bit of tension between he and I. I Could hear you tell that, that you or not? been arguing. Well, it's uh he we both me last night. We both auditioned for the same part in a play. And uh Big surprise, I got the part. And he's he's torn up about it. So, Do you know what yeah, the part he's, is?
0: He's pretty good. He is good. Better than you, I would well,
1: say. You know, the producers disagreed. You know what the part was? What? They needed a big-voiced, like, 70s-era game show host. And I don't know. He just that didn't fits, have what they were looking for.
0: Fits you perfectly. Yeah.
1: So, sorry, dude, but don't get bitter, get better. <laughs> Speaking of getting better. Welcome to the Mission Vacation Podcast, the one we all love because we're making the world a better place. Thanks to our awesome friends, people like Brian and Dustin and our sponsors, and even Emily helps out on occasion. So <laughs> you're allowed to laugh at that stuff, Emily, because it's hilarious. It's not. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> Is this number six or seven on the Mission Vacation Podcast schedule?
0: Well, I knew you'd ask me something. I didn't know. This is number this... six.
1: Okay. Our sixth Mission Vacation Podcast, um, of course... Brian Nolan from Nolan Consulting Group, nolancg.com when you want to learn more because you always want to learn more is with us. Brian, how are you, sir?
2: It is good to be here. I am terrific on this beautiful day.
1: Love it. And of course, everybody's favorite contractor, Dustin Zupanzik of Dreamscape Painting. Dustin, how are you? Uh great. Yeah, it's uh, just
3: so happens to be beautiful and sunny here as well. So, always a mood booster.
0: Nice.
1: You know, if you wanted to use that as your new tagline, everybody's favorite painter, I I wouldn't be offended. I wouldn't even charge it. Okay, well, I'll, I'll definitely uh, I'll write that into the okay. uh, marketing plan. And of course, Brian giving you expert consulting, he'll say, by the way, that was a terrible <laughs> idea. Don't don't okay. do that.
0: Don't do anything that Andrew tells you That's to right. do. <laughs> I need you to listen to me
1: and ignore Andrew. Uh, we want to thank our sponsors, of course, who help us make this happen. Mission Vacation is a, as much as we love it and as wonderful it is, it is an enormous enterprise. It's a lot of work, and we couldn't do it without our sponsors, of course Sherwin Williams, Adrian Steele, Arrow Worthy, and Frog Tape. We love you guys. Big hug, big,
2: big jumping hug. chest
1: bump to you guys. Um, and Dustin, our lucky winner, who was uh who is, as I always say, humble and courageous enough to go through this process to help us learn from him, to allow us to watch um, everything he's learning with Brian. It's tr- it's tremendous. Is our video up? Our video is not up yet. Am I teasing about the video?
0: Well, by the time that this podcast airs, yes. it will have been up for a bit. Oh, my God. So, yeah, video is coming.
1: And everybody's in it. Everybody's in it. You, even me, I didn't think I'd make the cut, but I'm there. I saw it.
0: I argued against it, but somehow.
1: Whatever. Brian's there and Dustin is there. So uh, there's a lot to look forward to. Why don't we do a quick recap of podcast number five, Emily, and then you can can get us started on uh, podcast number six. All
0: right. Well, so last time we went over the three-year vision plan. Mm. Dustin worked on a two-page desired future state. And I think some of the key takeaways from that one was figuring out how big you want your company to be. What types of customers you want to serve, um, what your actual job description is, um, and and one interesting takeaway I think that we, we talked a fair amount about was was building something for yourself, building something that you want to manage, building something that you want to be a part of. Um, so it was a very exciting podcast. I urge you to go back and listen to it if you haven't heard it yet. Um, and this week uh, we've moved on to the the second goal that that Dustin is working on, which is determining the KPIs and and financial management so key performance indicators is what Brian and Dustin have been working on so guys how have the last couple of weeks gone
2: where do we start Dustin <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah it's, it's a big one it's <laughs> been good stretching
3: um, and there's a lot of a lot of like drinking from a fire hose you know <laughs> it's a lot of information I bet. but uh, it's yeah it's been it's been really encouraging I think just um, even though we've eliminated some you know, problems and things we want to correct and make changes to. Uh, it's encouraging because now I'm feeling more equipped to uh, make intelligent decisions that lead somewhere.
2: <laughs> you you know, know, Dustin has a actually a very analytical mind. He, he's sort of built that way. It just hasn't always been applied to the numbers, to the financials. And so what I found is he he really learns this stuff pretty quickly a lot of contractors, they're, they kind of stay away from going deep into to the numbers because it's Greek. And you just got to peel it back. And numbers tell a story. You want to read the story and figure out what's going on and then write the story and watch against it.
0: Well, that's good. Dustin, what was the most nerve-wracking thing walking into this?
2: I don't know. Nerve-wracking,
3: I guess just um, having someone who, you know, looks at the pages of numbers and, um, knows what they all mean just to kind of reveal all your secrets, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I guess that that's probably kind of waiting for, you know, to hear nothing, the judgment kind of, of like, okay, this is where you're really at, you know, so take a breath. But, um, that was probably the most nerve wracking part of it is just to get a, an accurate summary of where everything's at. But, you know, after you rip the bandaid off, then, then you can start moving forward. So, so that's been that's been really good.
2: It's the in- good thing about Dustin is, is he has Amy. So he's got a, yeah. a office person who is capable of helping him rearrange things. Absolutely. And without that, it's so hard. I would say you gotta have someone who doesn't who who likes bookkeeping and uh he had that and that made the journey easier.
3: Totally, totally. Yeah. Well
2: that's she good. did a lot
3: of the heavy lifting on um on this pro- project where we Changing around things in our chart of accounts and filling in um, some of the templates and stuff that we had and 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 uh, moving things around, she did, certainly did a, most of the heavy lifting there.
1: Dustin, you have been very, and this is you know part of the reason why we chose you, why you won. You've been very enthusiastic, and open and agreeable to the process. And you know I've I've made the analogy in the past that this process could be something like running a marathon where at some point you might hit a wall and you lose some of that enthusiasm and you got to struggle through the wall. But then again, maybe that hasn't been the case. Have you hit a wall? Has Have you been able to maintain that same level of enthusiasm? Has there been something that, that hits you in the gut more than you expected that these rocks that, that Brian is insisting that you pick up and move, are any of them causing you more challenge and struggle than you expected?
3: Um, you know, I think if anything, it gives me a little more confidence to tackle some of these things, knowing that, you know, I have uh, Brian there for support and to ask questions to, you know, I think I probably fear the unknown. I don't like, you know, opening a can of worms if I don't know what the outcome is going to be. Mm. So having his, uh, you know, having him a phone call away, or I can text or email when I have a question has been super helpful. And allowed me to be a lot more confident in digging into some of these things, you know. So, I haven't hit that wall yet. You know, let's not rule out the possibility. Of course. That is to come. But I haven't hit it yet. It's been it's been really
1: good.
2: And even if you actually, do. Actually, you know, it, it, it makes growth, but I think less scary, Dustin, huh? I mean, oh, you know, absolutely. When you start to understand how to read your numbers and um, what changes you have to make, before you grow, so that when you grow, you're not just growing to be busier. You're growing so that you can you can support the bottom line. And uh, I think there's been some aha moments as we've looked at uh, the model of gross profit versus overhead and what should be in the cost of goods sold and how much is really left over after after your job costs. Right,
1: absolutely. So, well, and, and even if it was difficult, that's not – I'm a big believer in the phrase pain with a purpose um, because it's true. Nothing nothing worth doing is, well, most things worth doing aren't easy. And so I'm sure it has zero impact. I tell my high school children who are struggling with algebra that, you know, there there may not seem like there's a purpose. There's just pain, but, you know, there is a purpose. We're training your brain on how to to lean in and, and deal with difficulty. And even if you think you'll never deal with algebra again, That's not necessarily the point. The point is that you learn how to struggle so that when you get to college or anything else that you do, the struggle doesn't knock you off your bike. You can keep going to mix analogies, moving from marathons to now we're on the bike. What are we doing? It's like a triathlon. (laughs) Holy
0: cow. Impossible to keep you on track. It
1: is. Should we dive in and talk about these KPIs?
0: Yes, we should. Let's do it. Ask the question you're dying to ask.
1: No, I don't need. I know what a KPI stands for.
0: Okay. Keep I figured... because you
1: already said it. Because before she was, she kept saying KPI, and I tell her that she uses acronyms uh, too much. Right? She's like Andrew, idiot. I'm like, what does idiot stand for? <laughs> what 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 acronym is that? So, anyway, let's uh, key performance um, indicators. Indicators. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, let me turn this over to you. What what were some of the ones that you thought uh, were the most important for? for Dustin, how he handled them, how things are progressing in that, in that realm.
2: Yeah. So first, just to make sure we're all on on the same page, you know, pretend you're a pilot and you drive, you know, you're in a plane and you have all your gauges in front of you and the gauges are telling you altitude, speed, and how much gas is left. And so we're talking about the same thing here, developing a dashboard. So not, and not just the job cost. I mean, a lot of contractors think they look at the job costs, if the job came in. Okay. Then we're solid. Uh, or if there's money in the bank we was solid. But Dustin and I are going, are going deep. I mean, there's some basic ones that are more obvious, like, you know, revenue goals, sales goals, gross profit percentage, gross profit dollars, operating profit, um, overall productivity, which is budgeted hours versus actual hours. But then we get into some of the ones that the banks look at, right? The banks want to look at your balance sheet. And I think a lot of contractors don't spend a lot of time understanding their balance sheet. A lot of balance sheets are wrong actually, because accountants haven't haven't made adjustments to entries that were put on there years ago. So we're looking at, you know, days receivable from your account receivable, how much money you have on the street that affects cash flow. Looking at something called current ratio, which is your current assets divided by your current liabilities, your debt ratio the day's cash on hand uh so he can look at his at his business like a pilot looks at the gauges and know that's it's, it's riding high and it's uh, and it's tilted upwards what did we learn yesterday in our call Dustin? give me a couple uh takeaways from that conversation well i mean one thing th- Throughout the whole
3: digging into the numbers thing, that I realized is I was doing kind of what Brian said that a lot of contractors do, is gauging a lot of my uh, you know company how I felt about how the company is performing based you know on job costing um, if the jobs performed well, but not considering all the different um, things that affect your you know your monthly gross profit and 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 all that. So that that's been really illuminating. Um, and then specifically yesterday, we talked about a few KPIs, uh, about days receivable, like what what, he, what Brian just mentioned about money out there on the street. Um, uh, then, And we talked about understanding your, you know, having days cash on hand and um, tracking where that's at to help you with your cash flow. Um, and then also we talked about current ratio and debt ratio. It's good numbers to know when you're looking at the health of your organization, you know? And then we're also looking at different KPIs, like, you know, our net profit, and we're tracking how many hours are, are being produced every every month to make sure we're on our production goals. Um, we're monitoring, like, our paying down of any debts. And we talked about a few ways to, to how do you monitor, like, for instance, there's been times where in the past where we've operated in, in our line of credit, it's not ideal but how do you track when you're at, that you're paying it back when the number is fluctuating up and down so much you know so we talked about different ways of of doing that entering it into your profit and loss sheets and that's been really encouraging uh for me to um come up with like not just looking at the numbers but understanding how those numbers give you the capability to um to make changes you know um that's been that's been really illuminating for me.
2: You know, uh, when you get bigger, like Dustin is starting to get bigger in business, you can't keep the numbers in your head. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people t- you know, think they're okay and they have good instincts. When you're maybe three hundred thousand dollars a year or, or five hundred, you get you get to the one million dollar mark, your your head's gonna explode. You try and keep it in your head. So there's some simple formulas that you can measure. Um, the first thing that we did, which I think is really important for all contractors listening to this podcast, is to rearrange your chart of accounts. So any item that can be uh, allocated to a job is in COGS or cost of goods sold. So you get a true picture of your gross profit percentage. The gross profit percentage is really an important number for you to all know, because it's uh, at the end of a job, what percentage is left over to apply to overhead and profit. And quite simply, you can't grow your business unless your GP is high enough, because you can't afford office staff, facilities, vehicles. And so we have benchmarks that Dustin and I talked about. He's got some goals that he's going to aim for. And some of it affects the estimating, his pricing, right? Dustin, we talked a lot about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. What did you learn about your, your pricing? You're doing a really good job with your production management. I was super impressed there. How about the estimating?
3: Yeah, I mean, um, a lot of my estimating is based on you know historical averages, what I've priced things in the past, um, square foot pricing with, with extras. I mean, the bulk of our projects are new construction residential, so I'm pricing quite often off of plans. Um, but it's just, it's just, not, it's just not very accurate, you know, and, uh, you can get into trouble pretty easy. And then inversely, sometimes you do really well and you don't always know why.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <So>, uh, <laughs> um,
3: so that's, that's been good to dig into there, illuminate a few things and come up with some ideas of uh, ways we can, um, I can kind of rework my estimating and, um, and, uh, get it much more
0: accurate. So, Brian, what do you recommend then for, what what are some of the things that that you all were able to improve upon as far as the estimating process goes?
2: Well, the the most important thing is production rates and to involve your field in um, developing, maintaining production rates. Uh, We used to have something called the great window race. You you put uh, six windows and you you have six painters paint them, and they're, they're in different shape, uh, maybe from a prep. But how long did it take? How long did it take with a heavy prep, a low prep? Um, um, so work with your crew leaders to and give them a sheet so they can help you determine how long it takes to paint 100 square feet of wall. How long does it take to paint 20 linear foot of baseboard? Have that discussion, because... This is physics, right? We're applying substance um, to a, a wall. And time is so important. We're paying our guys by time. There's There are standards and procedures. So involve your team. Come up with a list. Actually, your guys can sell additional work orders if they know how long things take. Mm. So it's, you know, developing the dreamscape's way. Um, that's where to start.
1: Dustin, have you... Uh... So one of my theories is, and it's not just a theory because I've actually lived it, is that when you learn new things, just your your wingspan, your scope of influence changes because, you know, let's say you became a baseball fan and you, you learn on-base percentage. All of a sudden, you see that phrase, it just pops up in media or wherever, in social media. It just pops up in your world more often, where the first time you learn EBITDA, right? And then all of a sudden, boom, you start hearing EBITDA a lot. And you're like, well, this is weird. It never got mentioned before. Well, it did. You just didn't notice it. <laughs> so sure. yeah. um, as you learn more about specifically finances, have you noticed it? And again, you don't have to say yes just to, to make me happy. You can say no. <laughs> but has your attitude toward financial management changed? Have you Do you take more of an interest in like media reports about so-and-so company acquiring another company and – you're know, like, oh, I'm familiar with that and that. And you, has any of that changed? Um, you,
3: not really. I mean, I'm still um, much more self-centered, focusing on <laughs> you know all my numbers, not not too many other people's numbers. So, but it certainly generated like much more interest in in having a system of of tracking and staying on top of things, you know, um, as opposed to just letting Amy do her thing, you know. Which isn't 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 a great um, management technique I've learned.
1: So your
2: comfort level
1: has changed. Yeah,
2: absolutely. You know the the best thing that I think Dustin is starting to do is he's starting to share these numbers with his supervisors and um, sitting down and talking about them. So there's there's awareness because teams win, and you know you want to set goals as a team and you want to involve your people as a team. So. Share, share your, whether you call it a dashboard, a scorecard, um, or KPIs, it's on one page. What are the things that are important to all of us so this business can succeed and support us all? And if, we, if they start going downhill, it's going to affect us all. So no more mysteries, right?
0: That makes sense. Well, and Brian, can I ask too, I mean, that's obviously there are some things that you're going to want to share. There are some things that you're not going to want to share. So um, can can you, are you guys willing to share uh, the, the KPIs that you guys are specifically talking about that you're sharing with the company?
2: Well, Dustin, talk about uh, what you're doing with the uh, production management, because I, I think everybody listening to this podcast will really benefit from what you're doing there.
3: Yeah. So like I said, most of our jobs are new construction. So um, When I price them out, um, I I typically give them their labor budget as 40% of the project, so whatever that turns out to be. Um, And I'll take that 40% divided by our average labor cost, and um, that kind of gives us the ballpark hours that they have allocated to complete their project. And what they have to do with that, they have a form to fill out. They have two forms. The first form is like a planning form planning form. So day one, when we step foot on site, they've already had seen the plans. They kind of know what to expect. I meet them there and they go through and they, the job is broken down into all the different tasks, you know, prime out, trim prep, whatever, all the way to completion. And they allocate hours to all those things. And then they come up with a total and they see if they're kind of in line with what the the budget is. And that's kind of our first indication of whether they're on we're on the same page and on track or not and then the second form that they that they do is as the job it's a production rate tracking form um, so for, for us you know we rarely do the same thing twice in a lot, in a lot of times uh, we have a couple different finish levels and the prep is different for each finish level and two door frames on two different jobs might have, one might have headers or two layers of trim. And so they just, they're just always different. So I can't have the same production rate for everything. So then what they do is as, as the project gets underway, every, every prep task is, is on there and they start building out. The super is responsible to start building out, um, to do the initial, set the benchmark, for, let's say a door frame. So first fill took whatever five minutes. Uh, first, you know, caulking took this whatever. Adds it all the way up till that frame is complete, and then that's your benchmark time to complete that that uh, door. And and on that form also, I'll have the door and window count, and it adds up all that all the minutes and gives gives the hours, so they can see like based on how they're completing you know the doors and windows. It kind of tells them how much time they can expect is going to be taken up by doing the trim prep, because trim prep is always like seventy percent of our of our labor um on on a lot of those jobs. So we're trying to come up this you know this is my solution to identifying where we're getting off track um, when we're only ten percent into the job instead of fifty percent through, you know mm-hmm. um, and and helping the site supers take ownership of that. And also gives them like really easy metrics to to set goals for their team. You know, it's really easy if they if they know it's you know cocking a frame takes ten minutes to tell someone they should get you know all of upstairs done today. Yeah. Um,
0: no fight, so no not so much fighting really back.
3: Clear. Right, right. And then people coming onto the job sites um, can check because this is the spreadsheet that's shared on our on our Slack channel for that particular project. Anyone coming onto that site who hasn't been there before can quickly look up and see what the benchmarks are and, and know what's expected of them on that particular project.
1: You know, the talk of logistics, of jobs, of tasks, of knowing your numbers, of keeping the crew informed, our sponsor of today's Mission Vacation podcast is Adrian Steele, one of our excellent Mission Vacation sponsors. It's not surprising that they're uh, on board with this this effort we've got going on with Mission Vacation because, of course, what they do at Adrian Steel is is create systems that really enable contractors to work quicker, more efficiently, get in and out of job sites faster, have the tools they need when they need them. And so today, joining us from Adrian Steel, we've got Brett Smith. Brett, tell us a bit about the, the great systems you've got that can help the day-to-day operations of painting contractors.
2: Uh, Yeah, thanks Andrew. Uh, Adrian Steele is excited to partner with APC and to be a part of Mission Vacation. Uh, We love that you guys are giving back to those who work hard because that is what we strive to do every day. Whether you're a commercial or residential painter, we can work with you to create an upfit that makes you safer and more efficient. We make products that can create better storage, security and protection and organization for your cargo and your work van so you can grow your business and live your best life. I'm gonna turn it over to Mark and he's gonna give you some more background on our product. All right, thanks, Brett. At Adrian Steel,
1: we understand that painters carry a variety of cargo in their work van,
2: like brushes,
1: paint, rollers, drop cloths, ladders, and more. Our full line of cargo management products allow them to safely transport this cargo and save time by making it easy to find what they need quicker. We've noticed that painters really like our portable blue bins that make it easier to transport this equipment to and from the job site, as well as our variety of roof racks for their ladders and scaffolding. I'm gonna turn it over to Gabby to let you know where you can find our products.
0: Thanks, Mark. Our products are sold exclusively through certified Adrian Steel Distributors, of which we have over 300 located throughout the United States, Canada, and even Puerto Rico. They can work with you to create a customized outfit tailored to your business. Find out how much time and money you could be saving by finding a local distributor. Go to www.adriansteel.com forward slash distributors or call 800-677-2726 today to get connected.
1: Brett, Mark, Gabby. Love it. We love having Adrian Steele as a sponsor of Mission Vacation. We all know... Too well, what horror stories some of those vans can be. So cargo management, absolutely, everyone can benefit from that. So again, adriansteel.com, that's A-D-R-I-A-N, steel.com. Thanks for being a sponsor of Mission Vacation.
0: Okay, that was a good message from Adrian Steele. Um, we have just finished, talked about, Dustin just told us a little bit about the changes in production tracking that, that he's been doing. And um, Brian, I know you, you had some follow-up on that.
2: Yeah, I want to talk about uh, the concept of productivity. Productivity as a score, productivity as a KPI. Well, you know, what's what's 100% productivity? So if Dustin gives um, a crew leader a job and it's a $10,000 job, maybe 180 hours, if that job comes in at 195 hours, that's 180 divided by 195, that's a 92% productivity. That's going to lose him some money. then I want to take a crew leader and I want to measure all the jobs that month that they managed. What are all the budgeted hours and what are all, all the actual hours? And what's a crew leader's productivity score? And we believe in a bonus system, uh, a performance pay based on this concept of what was their productivity score. Because what crew leaders can manage, they can control hours. We also share what the gross profit percentage was, but I'll tell you, that's a concept that not everybody understands. gross profit percent it, it, that just becomes sort of foggy but you say them hours you have this many hours and you got to come in that's a concept that people can grab so I like to share that just to address what KPI to share
0: okay and well, that's great and Dustin I'm curious um, so so you've been working with your with your crew leads um, any pushback How's 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 everybody in the company adopting this this new way of tracking things?
3: Yeah, you know I have like a really really amazing team. Um, They they really take ownership of it. They you know I think a lot most quality employees really dislike ambiguity. Um, So they really have been enjoying knowing what's expected of them. And uh, we have a meeting every week where we review. All, all the projects that they're working on and um, go over all the all the actuals and um, and compare compare all those and and talk about you know if things are going well or not and problem solve and and help each other out but I, they really enjoy it Some of them struggle a little bit with some of the technology aspects of it you know and um, actually the, what I find they tend to struggle with most is prioritizing some of the administrative work you know is they often feel Unproductive, standing there filling out a spreadsheet. Yeah, um, and that that can be almost the, the hardest is to motivate them to like, no, I need you to stand there, you know, <laughs> and uh, and fill that out. That's what's m- most important. No, but they've I, like I said, I have really awesome guys, and they they are really take, um helping me out, and um, and they're embracing it for sure. So
0: That's it's been really good. Well, Dustin, I have another. Question: Well, actually, Brian, I'll ask you. Any anything to follow up on what Dustin just said? If not, uh, no. A- I
2: just think uh, I, you know, we believe in common kind of open book. You know, um, some some guys don't like to share with their field how much a job uh, is being sold for or how many hours it is because um, they they just don't want to share. They're they're afraid. Uh, but uh, we, we believe in in common kind of, kind of common inclusive approach so that they, because they already figured out that owners aren't getting rich. So we need to share with them what a job costs. And and uh, so I, I think the approach he's taking um, involving his team, and he's got a very, very unique way about how he communicates. He's, he's not overly demanding. He, he gets a lot of respect for what I'll call um, level five leadership, which is this sort of Quiet confidence that everybody respects.
0: I can see that. I'd say that's yep. how we all feel about Dustin.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> I guess I talk to my kids. You
0: know? <laughs> They'll get there. They'll get there. <laughs> so, Dustin, I'm curious. With all this, so we've done. You know, we've we've done the three year vision plan. You have rearranged your chart of accounts, identified KPIs. Um, you know, you and I emailed a little bit this week and, and you said this, it's all been great stretching, but great. How much time are you spending kind of making some of these changes to, these, to your company and where are you finding the time to be able to, to do that?
3: Well, it's, it's kind of a really great time for um, this all to go down in a lot of ways because I recently hired an operations manager. So he has been really te- – uh, Matt, he's really taken um, a lot of things off of my plate. You know, my phone doesn't ring nearly as often as it used to, and um, it's allowed me to more time to focus on some of these um, tasks. And also having Amy to help as well um, has really – been super helpful especially with the, the budgeting and, and and changing all the numbers around um so you know i, I put in i put in a lot of thought <laughs> a lot of thought in the day and in the evenings as well um just processing it all but in terms of like actual you know sitting down and writing writing it all out and and stuff um i i probably do i try to put in Maybe three, four hours every, you know, over over two or three days. Okay. So one day maybe not a ton, maybe not much at all. Then the next day I have a couple hours in a row to, to do some work. And so yeah, I would say that it hasn't been um, overwhelming, but a lot of that is due to uh, my my team's support for sure.
0: All right. Well I think that's good. Um anything else that we, we haven't asked? Anything else that you guys wanted to cover in this podcast or anything you wanted to relay to the readers that are that are listening?
2: I think, you know, just just what's next. So um every call now that Dustin and, and I have, uh, he knows we're gonna open up with a quick uh, how you doing on your KPIs. We're gonna ask him about his days receivable, we're gonna ask him about revenue, hours booked. But now we're moving on to um his role. So he mentioned he has an operations manager. So now like, okay, so what's this role of general manager or, or CEO? like? So we're, work, we're gonna, maybe this is the next podcast, uh, Emily. Um, yeah. We're working on his specific job description, um, Amy's specific job description, and then we'll move in. Uh, he's already started, but maybe you wanna talk about just quickly the uh, training work that you started, Dustin.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you know we're working on developing the career pathway and, um, and associated competencies for every um, position in the company. And um, so I've sat down with, with my team um, during our weekly meetings and we've come up with a big, long list of, of different skills and um, kind of what, where they fit in. Um, and so now we've started I've started assigning um, you know specific skills to different members of my of my team and their job is to basically create the content for me. and then, um, then I'm kind of taking what they've created and, and the pictures and everything they've taken of some of the processes and in some cases video and um, trying to centralize it into a database that will eventually be kind of the dreamscape way of, of doing everything. If you need to know something, you refer there first and uh, that way everyone's trained the exact same way, you know. But it's a lot of it's a lot of a lot of work. Oh so god, yeah. Pick away at it, you know. Not overwhelm people with it, but pick away at it
2: and um, and you know, we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> More to come on this in future podcasts. Yes, yes. So
0: that will be the next discussion, and I'm I'm very excited about it because you know, Dustin, as you, as you talk about these job descriptions and um, you know a lot of what what we've talked about for your future goals is, is creating a pathway for the people who work for you. Um, we actually just got off the phone with, uh, or we just got off of a podcast not too long ago with uh, Chad Lyons, uh, a couple of his yeah, production, awesome. oh, he's, he's amazing and great company. And um, his production managers and, and trainers sat in and, and talked to us about what they loved about their jobs and what they loved about working there. And mm. having that path forward, you know, for for your people is, is an incredible way to, to get by in Incredible way to attract painters to this line of work that I know we all respect and like so much. So there's so many important pieces to that that pathway and those job descriptions. And like you said, identifying the skills that are needed and, and, and where there is opportunity for growth. Um, you know, not only for you and for the company, but for everybody that works for you. So um, I think it's going to be a really cool podcast, and I'm, I'm very excited to get to mm-hmm. it.
1: You know, yeah, the... Uh, The the phrase, it was early, but man, it stuck with me and it's, it's not, we didn't use it the first time today. It's been part of Mission Vacation from the beginning because we've got Brian Nolan on board, baby. Desired future state. That is inspirational. Yes. Whether it's, you look at that dog and man, I'm looking forward to the desired future state of that dog because right now that dog is pissing me off. <laughs> you can use it in all parts of your life. What? Yes. You get a new dog and he creates trouble. Oh, okay. I guess You that want is to train true. the puppies, dog. Puppies right? are troublesome. The, the, exactly. <laughs> so the point is not just to get annoyed. What's the desired future state and how are you going to get there? I love it. That is what this is all about. Mission vacation. Building a better business structure. And it takes work and it takes uh, attentiveness and a lot of times it takes coaching and you got to believe in yourself and you got to surround yourself with people who believe in you, both outside of the business, in the business, in your own house, everywhere. And that's, uh, you know, Emily makes fun because I sometimes say, hey, this is APC giving you a hug. But <laughs> I feel it. this is uh, everybody can do better. Everybody can get better. And and listening to these podcasts can certainly help get you there. So Brian, thank you, uh, thank you for leading the way. Thank you for inspiring us all. You got it. My pleasure.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: And Dustin, awesome work. You're killing yeah. it.
3: Thank you. No, it's he it's is killing
2: great. it. He is good. He's a great student and uh, he's picking it up quick. So great work, Dustin. We've got listeners. We've got
1: fans. You definitely have fans. People are enjoying uh, this whole series. Um, people are gonna love the video. Um, yeah. <laughs> go to paintmag.com slash is it mission vacation or just mission vacation?
0: Mission vacation. Of it's course, forward slash, not backslash.
1: I think everybody knows. Okay. Of course, you like to say HTTPS <laughs> colon slashy slashy. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, paintmag.com slash mission vacation. There's going to be a video. I don't know, perhaps. Emily swears that it's going to be up as soon as this podcast is available. So look for it. Listen to the other podcasts. A lot of great content. You can certainly learn more about Brian Nolan and Nolan Consulting Group if you go to nolancg.com. A ton of valuable resources there. Of course, thank you to our wonderful sponsors, Sherwin Williams, Adrian Steele, Worthy, and Frog Tape. I said it before. I'll say it again. This is APC giving you a hug. You guys are doing a great job. We're rooting for you. You can do it. Mission vacation. Whatever is your mission, you can make it happen. Thanks for listening to Paint Radio.